Hey everybody, it's Thursday and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast. I'm your host, Jake. And I'm Riff. And I'm Hot Stuff. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. It's all right. Yeah. Getting right. some getting some good writing down, done, done, down. Writing down, done. Good. Getting getting down some writing done. Doing, doing some stuff I'm yeah, pretty, you're, you're really, pretty proud of, actually. Well, so, I was going to say, you're really exhibiting some, uh, eliciting well, some confidence there uh, in your writing <laughs> skills by your well, elocution. Some, some of them are kind of awful, but some of them are pretty good. <laughs> I mean, are they awful in a in a in a in an awful writing way? Or are they awful in a you're filled with awe at how good they are? Yeah. <laughs> Both of those things can be true. <laughs> what do you suppose the percent chance between one and a hundred of some random event occurring on hmm. riff? Fifty-five. Oh no, wait! I'm looking at the wrong side. Seventy-seven. Wait, mm. What? How is there a wrong side? Look at there's, this. There's little arrows that tell you where it. Because, huh. I mean, otherwise it would be any number. Riff has a cool <laughs> ring that is a D100. Yep. There's a tiny thing broken into 100 segments. Um, if you spin it again, will both of the wheels land on the same number again? Probably not. I would hope not. Because otherwise it's just a D10. No, that time I got 27. Okay. So is the, Are the is two the second the number adjacent? No. Is the second number just always seven? I don't think so. Are they? No. Do you think they did something to make them spin at different rates? Like, did the did the two D tens on there have different weights? I don't think so. I think they just have slightly different friction, hmm. just because I don't know. The one probably has a slightly speck more of dust in goo. there or something. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Are you worried about the uh, the rings that were made for the elves and the rings that were made for the dwarves? <laughs> uh. <clears throat> And that maybe I don't really have someone else is controlling your randomness. <laughs> Good. They were forged in the fires of Mount Doom. Yeah, a, a ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good joke. Hot stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just did a podcast yesterday, so I have nothing to say. Well, why did you do that? I couldn't help it. You couldn't help it. Mr. Scullet was like, I'm sick and I got a barbecue. Well, really, it was like, I got a barbecue, and then he was like, oh, fuck, I'm sick, so I can't record or barbecue. Uh, oh, man, I don't even know. Uh, but, yeah, been working on been working on the Kingdom of Loathing. Yeah. Hot Stuff and I argued about bosses. Nice. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, so we're done, right? And you're like, we haven't even started. We haven't even started. <laughs> and I'm like, that's like being done. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. It's, yeah. Definitely a discrete state that is similar. Yep. In some ways to being that Ugh, i'm tired yeah drinks um <laughs> let's get some margaritas yeah that'll make you less tired it will i'm getting coffee margaritas <laughs> i uh i have started getting back on my exercise rec- regimen the day before i leave town oh good <laughs> so i biked i biked home last night and i biked into work today it's good i had a weird thing happen today i'm kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop there was a problem with my house and i was able to fix it so mm. I'm just, I'm... You're sure that something else is going to go wrong? Sure, or that my fix is going to result in just a smoldering crater being the only thing that remains sad. When, I, when I get mm. home. Yeah. Was the fix meteor involved? No. It, uh, you, you solved your problem by balancing a space rock above your house? 
there was a uh, th- there was no hot water when we went to take a shower this morning, and uh, mm. I went downstairs, and sure enough, uh, the water heater had a shoelace untied. <laughs> it uh, had a, a pi- the pilot light was out, Ooh. so I figured out how to relight the pilot light, and then a bunch of flames came out of a bunch of stuff, and mm-hmm. water started getting hotter. So that was pretty good. God, is your co-pilot light <clears throat> relighting a pilot light? I would find to be the scariest thing in the world because, I mean, what if the room is already full of... But you can usually tell when the room is already full of gas. But what if you live in a swamp? Sure, okay, or if you live inside a propane tank. Right. (laughs) Like a full, if you live inside a full propane tank. I feel like it would be tricky to have a pilot light inside of a full propane tank. You think? I Tricky. Well, you got a device. Tricky. I said with it would be tricky. Inside. I mean, you could put it in there. <laughs> I, like, lighting it is probably the tricky part, right? Uh, sure. Okay. What would actually happen is... Is, is liquid propane flammable, flammable under pressure? Like, because the, you need the temperature oxygen. of it is very low. Is it cold enough to put a fire out? You need enough oxygen in there yeah. to start right. the reaction. So if you were sitting pure, inside... Pure propane. If you were wearing a scuba tank and yeah. you went inside a pressurized propane tank yeah. and then you just lit a lighter, if you just flicked I, your you bick, wouldn't You wouldn't be able to light it. Yeah, nothing would happen. If you, there's no, there's if you, if you sure. took the scuba <clears throat> nozzle out of your mouth ah, okay, and then, lit the lighter Then you would have a that, crazy flamethrower? Yeah, then, well, probably just everything would explode. Well, would it... Again, there wouldn't be enough oxygen to fuel it in the long term, right? It wouldn't burn for very long. You'd I feel like you would only need you would only need enough to start the reaction and that would I don't know. I think you would need for it to burn, you might need to Well, but it's my point is that this isn't going to be a long burning thing. This is going to be a single sudden explosion. Well, but it would have to have it would have to generate enough enough energy to explode the container. Is my hmm. I mean, do propane tanks ever explode? In the movies. Right, but is that... Like, if I just took the propane tank out of my barbecue grill yeah. and then I shot it with a gun, I think that what would happen is a hole would appear in the side of it and then the air would be very, very slightly filled with propane that came out of that hole. I don't think that it would explode. It... They blow them up in the movies. It might yeah. it, it might explode like a balloon explodes if it's, yeah, if it's it very pop. full. It yeah. would pop. Yeah. I know that my dad once took a gallon jug of gasoline yeah. and set it on the ground and ignited a road flare and stuck it in the ground next to the gallon jug of gasoline and then shot the gasoline with a handgun from you know, a hundred yards away. Wow. And it just made a mushroom cloud. It was over, it was over <laughs> in less than a second and it was about an eight foot, nine foot tall mushroom cloud. Wow. It was great. And then my mom shook her head and said, 30 miles. We could have driven 30 miles. <laughs> oh, because it was a gallon. Because it was a waste of gasoline. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had just before calculated that the car got 30 miles to the gallon. You'd have to drive more than 30 miles to, to see, see a mushroom. sweet eight foot mushroom yeah, cloud. Yeah, that was, the, that was around the same time. And I've told these stories on the radio before, but it might have been years. So we might have a whole new batch of listeners right now. We don't have any fucking idea. Uh, but Dad was also reloading uh, reloading some bullets and accidentally mixed two grains of powder together. Oh, right. So it was impossible to determine what the explosive mm. strength of the resulting mixture was. And so it just became unsafe and unusable. And so we decided well, to do the... unsafe. We decided, I don't know that do, it's we decided to do the funny cartoon thing where you leave a little trail of gunpowder going up to a little pile of gunpowder so that it's like 
like a fuse and then it just explodes. Only that's not what happened at all. What happened is that there was like a 10 foot tall wall of flame <laughs> that raced down to then become like a 30 foot tall pillar of flame as it all burned at once. Yeah, fuse wire is meant to burn slow and they, they like actually they, have to they put like soak retardant. it and wax. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, it's. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't think we really thought it was going to be like a Yosemite Sam kind of thing, you know, where it's you got like a diaper full of gunpowder. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you put a if you fill you a, a baby's diaper, you had a different childhood than I did. With like, gunpowder, it'll grow up real mean. Yep. I uh, I had to play with fire on my own. I never had adult uh, supervised yeah, fire play. Me too. The closest I got was my dad gave me a sheet of like fireproof drywall board or something to put my chemistry mm. set on <laughs> so that became the playing with matches location i can't remember when i got my first fresnel lens that might have been a gift from a parent but maybe not i might have also just gotten that on my own because hmm. those things were freaking great you could light all sorts of shit on fire with fresnel lenses and you could burn your name into the side of a house sure <clears throat> Yes, yes I, you, you, you lit my cigar with a Fresnel lens once. I did, yeah. Once, once, yeah. Nice. Nobody else would do it. Emily wouldn't do it. She was afraid she would burn my face off. Yeah, I mean... And I was like, you know, you might. Kevin, come here and, <laughs> come here and risk burning my face off. And you were like, okay, buddy, it, whatever it, you say. Did it get warm near there, or no, was it not? Because it's, it's just, it's no, all it's fine. Yeah, it's, focused. It's, yeah, it's, it's not like... It's not like walking around with a Fresnel lens just causes everything to, burst to your left <laughs> to burst into flames, right? Like it's sure. I saw a YouTube video about using the curve of a full water bottle as a Fresnel lens to start a campfire with. That was kind of interesting. Huh. I don't know how that would work. Basically the same as a regular Fresnel lens. Well, but a Fresnel lens is like a big lens like a giant divided well, into segments, so it it's takes a lot of Okay, maybe more like a magnifying glass, I guess is what I mean. Then. Okay, I could see that more. And you have to use... Uh, you need 40 of them. <laughs> and you have to have Doritos <laughs> as kindling. Well, yeah, Doritos are like sheet of a sheet of paper that you've drawn black ink on so it doesn't reflect all the light away, so it'll heat up. Huh. I don't believe in those. I mean, if it was that easy to Doritos? invent fire, cavemen would have... Well, yeah, but first they'd have to invent the plastic water bottle. Yeah, but that's that's easy. You just go out into the ocean. You just <laughs> go out into the middle of the ocean. I guess it requires inventing the boat. Have you seen how people will use uh, like a Coke bottle with a little bit of bleach and water? As a telescope. <laughs> ah! As a, I see pain. As an emergency eye bleach station, <laughs> as a uh, a light fixture during the day yes. inside of oh yeah yeah inside of their hovels inside of their Quonset hovel, yeah <laughs> their Cubert hut, and there what was the there's some other like really cool, uh, pulley weighted system for generating light. Oh yeah, that it's was like a, a thirty Kickstarter minute or thirty something, minute yeah. light thing. It was pretty cool. Oh yeah, I do remember seeing that. It seems like in most places that that's not going to really be, I mean, I guess lighting it at nighttime so you're not burning kerosene, like yeah, anything well, that stops you from thing. having to burn kerosene. In, yeah, indoors, basically, is like yeah. the The Coke bottle thing only works when it's light outside, correct. though, which seems like just fucking not hang out outside. Useful. Like, what the fuck do you need to do in, yeah. in, in that hovel that you can't do in a mud puddle? <laughs> right? <laughs> so just go. Yeah. I. Yeah. I have no idea what it's like to live in a third world country, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
We've noticed. Uh, well, do you want to answer some Kingdom of Loathing questions so that we can get to sure. dinner? Love to. Do you want to get this over with, this service that we're providing for our users? <laughs> do we, can, we, can we please just fucking finish this? I'm excited about the stuff we're doing, the work we're working on. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Sits a ways from seeing the light of day. Speaking of which, they is says, how's Ferns Wildly's Tower going? It's... It's, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, as far as I'm concerned, it's done. <laughs> Riff has finished his bit. I need to do some balance and evaluation, yeah. and then it will need some art. And yep. so it'll probably, it'll. CD um, Moyer might need to yeah. implement some stuff. And the before that, before all that happens, it'll be the, the mysticality quest, probably. Yeah. That's which, which is in a similar state. If not, yeah, yeah, that one's just art. Oh, maybe. it really is literally just waiting on art? Yeah. yeah. As far as I know, it is complete. Huh. For art. And you put all you put all your numbers on everything and everything's wrote and Yep. Huh. Yep. Well God, it's so hard to divert attention from yep. current priority project. Things secret, that you're excited about. Super double secret X five. <laughs> I'll just wait until it gets to a point where I don't know what to do about something and then I'll be like, Oh god, I just would rather work on anything other than this. <laughs> Canifier forty says Questions. Is there any chance of the RNG screw at the top of the castle getting fixed? I know the non-combats have a cap, but maybe you should make the cap alternate between, or maybe you, maybe make the cap alternate between the two sets. Right now you can get the Punk Raver non-combat a bunch of times in a row, leading to a 30 plus turn dump after you've already finished the quest, but are trying to open the hole in the sky. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that, that Darth's thread, the implication is that because the native non-combat rate is so low, that even with plus 10% or plus 15%, it's still rough. It's still got a long tail. Is that the idea? That it can't, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what to do about that. Some way of... Is there a non-combat queue in the same way that there is a monster queue? Uh, there is. So theoretically, that should be helping. It's eased a little bit, yeah. But, um... So... I guess that after you have finished the castle quest, I could just add another option to one of those choice adventures that takes you into the other set. Hmm. Right, so that it's the just one that like everyone wants twenty at max if you know what you're doing. Yeah, because I mean, well, the thing is, you want a different one at different times, right? Like first you want one to show up, and then you want another one to show up, and so, so. I see. You know, adding an alternative way to get to the hole in the sky that you can get to with zero turns, like a candy cane rocket. Or a familiar that's just a dude that kicks you. Crotch rocket. <laughs> yes. Uh, that'd be a good familiar. The, the crotch rocket. guy has a crotch rocket. Hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, right. And then he actually says, third suggestion, make it so once you finish the quest, one of the options in the punk raver set takes you to the steampunk non-combat. Oh, okay. Good idea. Good idea I just had before I read you giving that exact idea. Glebe says, you know what was a nice thing about FTL? When conditional good choices showed up in blue so you knew what, uh, you knew mm. when you were presented with a best option. You ever thought of putting something like that in KOL or would it be impossible to do it in a way that looked pleasing? I added the ability for a conditional choice that wasn't showing up to give you a readout of why it wasn't showing up to disable it and say you need 30 muscle for this like thinking about the times in the game like say in the daily dungeon where there's a choice adventure that or, or the equivalent of a choice adventure that's like you click on it and if you 
have 30 muscle, then it works. And if you don't have 30 muscle, then it doesn't work. That sucks. I would much rather have that button be a thing that only shows up if you have 30 muscle, but that it tells you that there's an option if you have 30 muscle to get through it. So that functionality exists and is like basically not used anywhere. No, it's actually literally not used anywhere, except in some non-public stuff. Um, you know, so much of the older stuff was just made with an entirely different idiom and hasn't been looked at in a long time. Our tool set constantly changes. Our design philosophy constantly refines, gets more friendly to certain <clears throat> people, meaner to others. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I feel like that's, it, there's definitely a couple of axes upon which it vacillates. Guinea Pig Gamer writes, are any of you going to Gen Con? I'm going for the first time this year. Do you have any advice for it? I hope you signed up for fun six months ahead of time, because if so, if you, if you didn't, you're going to get there, and you're going to be like, I'm ready for fun, and they're going to say, nope, sorry, you're not on any of the fun spreadsheets. I don't know if that's necessarily a universal experience for Gen Con. I, you know, we only went that one time. There were a bunch of things which seemed really cool that we were not allowed to participate in because we weren't we didn't sign up in advance. But there were still a bunch of... We did an Oregon Trail LARP. Yes, there were a bunch of like uh, demos of board games and stuff like that. Like there was, there was a lot of fun to be had. We weren't having as much of it as we could have. I think the way that you LARP dysentery is just by carrying an anima back. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yuck. That's gross. Yeah, gross. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. We did what? What did we do? We did that dungeon delve thing where we played fourth edition D and D with some strangers. Yeah, and some, like, that was pretty 40, fun. Forty-five minute timed thing. Yeah, that was pretty fun. We played a bunch of magic. Yep, but that um, was like we could have done that anywhere. Yeah, yeah, but we didn't. did. We get did we get a bunch of free magic cards? We did. We bought we bought a starter deck of each color because there were five of us, many of whom you know say like Scully and Jezzerfly wanted to learn to play magic. Right, which is they wanted to play like half a game of magic and be like, "Fuck this! <laughs> Here's these cards." Um, and then somebody saw us, somebody from Wizards saw us playing magic and was like, hey guys, saw you playing magic. How about this? And gave us a, just a big stack of like, booster, boosters from the, from the current block or something. Right. Yeah. So Cool. And then we made that giant deck out of all of the cards that we then played multiplayer games out of with a shared library and shared graveyard. Right. Five colored crazy deck. There were people playing like werewolf and stuff. I feel like we could have joined a bunch of games, but we didn't want to we we were not trying to be I as personally social. tried to join a bunch of reindeer games yeah they wouldn't let me <laughs> okay <laughs> there's an there was an exhibit floor with a bunch of people demoing games i mean there's i feel like there's a bunch of stuff to do and fun to be had it, like i wouldn't write it off entirely no i wouldn't either. i mean it's just not my kind of thing i think dragon con is a lot more my speed although something that was like dragon con only Less popular. Fifteen percent. This fifteen percent as well attended. Hmm. Like if say just the best fifteen percent of Dragon Con attendees went to a different <laughs> con. So it's like just just the very sluttiest cosplay girls <laughs> and just the most gregarious and least obnoxious board game enthusiasts. That's that'd be perfect. That's the con for me. I don't know what what do you think? Like the five percent. The 95th percentile of slutty cosplay girls and then the 90th percentile of of uh, board game dudes. Or do you think, like, maybe 13-2 would be a better 
Because I don't know. I mean, you play board games for a really long time. You can only look at the slots for so long. <laughs> wow. They're probably not slots. Actually, some of them are definitely slots, but well, that doesn't really correlate. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like I saw as many like slave Leia's at Dragon Con as I did at Comic Con. Comic Con. I only saw one slave Leia at Phoenix Comic Con. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Glebe says. Have you had any thoughts about the Bounty Hunter Hunter recently? More bounties? More items? Easier to obtain odor extractors? Such as giving you one when you turn into bounty? I haven't really thought about anything except just fish. <laughs> yeah. <And> fill fish. <laughs> and how Phil much Collins. how much fish it would take to fill up different things. <laughs> like Phil Collins' mouth. Yeah, like Phil, <laughs> Phil Collins. And if you made a Tom Collins for Phil Fish, <laughs> would... Would Phil Collins loan you the money to buy it from the concession stand at a fish show? Oh, wow. That... Also, if you made something, why would you have to buy it from a concession stand? <laughs> this, this, this metaphor is really strained. That... And also not a metaphor. The little fish on the back of cars that says Genesis is all sorts of confusing now. <laughs> <laughs> We should make uh, we should make some of those little Christian fishes, but they say Phil. In the middle of it. <laughs> <clears throat> Alpha Omicron says you guys seem a bit out of touch with the Ascension game. <laughs> For example, on a recent show, Hot Stuff was surprised to hear that people power leveled in Spooky Raven without clovers. I, eh, I you know every time I hear about it, it, it's in relationship to clovers, but apparently that is not the only way to do it. <clears throat> yeah, we're out of touch with the Ascension game. Would you ever compete in a staff Ascension contest of some kind? Do you think it would be a useful source of game design wisdom for future changes to the kingdom? Do you think you could do the level 11 quest without the wiki? Do you think you could do the level 11 quest without the wiki in fewer than 300 turns? Yeah, probably not on that, which I, I think that's fundamentally why I feel like everything that we did in NS13 is pretty weak at this point. It needs some refinement. I think it needs, I think level 11 needs a little bit of the sprawl called from it. Really? A little bit. Not a ton, hmm. but just a little bit. Uh, how come the first stenchworm area is deeper into the nest than the second? What? That is probably not true. Um, also, I might have just made it so the connections were not meaningful. Sure. Uh Oh, I, yeah, okay, that makes sense. How come Drawn Onward chose the old palindrome image? Well, because uh, you, there's a slow, one of those slow glass windows. Slow glass. That you look at, you're looking into the past. When you look, uh, how come I don't have a sweet custom item? Well, because you called us out of touch. And your, the guy in your picture kind of looks like Armac. <laughs> um, I don't know that an Ascension contest would be that interesting. No, I mean... No, like, we wouldn't be any good at it, right? Like, yeah. I mean, the amount of time investiture on all of our parts to learn the game would be significant, I think, because people... It takes think, people months I think months. many of us would just go ahead and play through it without... Like, the way that we played through it in an Ascension contest among, amongst ourselves would, would likely not be the same way that speed players play it you know? yeah i mean i tend to want to just go to a zone and adventure there until i'm done doing all the stuff you got to do there as opposed to like juggling butts yeah. whatever else the speed mans do i really am out of touch yep juggling butts is like that's somebody complains about all the fiddly butts right <laughs> fiddly butts 
WVO Quine says, do you guys sit at your desks all day when you work, or do you have those adjustable desks that let you stand? Ever tried one? I have one of those adjustable desks that lets me stand. I've actually been using it standing more in the last week or so than in weeks prior. I like it sometimes. Hmm. Every now and then I will <clears throat> sit down on the floor and fall asleep during a conference call. <laughs> yeah. <that's true. laughs> you'll nap on the couch sometimes. Sometimes yep. when, when you're doing the important playing iPhone games part of your job, you'll, yeah. you'll lie down on the couch. I don't think anybody else has a standing desk. No. Roy's did. He for tried, a while, didn't but it? he didn't. He didn't. Uh, he didn't get past that adjustment period where mm. your feet hurt a lot and it's super uncomfortable and hard to get anything done. Yeah, I can't. I can't stand. You'd get used to it. No, I have I've never gotten... in my entire life enjoyed standing. Ever. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. I have. I, I That's why you it. have that skateboard standing. that you wheel around on your butt all day. No, I just. That's like, why you have that bumper sticker that says. Sitting is not a crime. I like sitting and I like laying down or I like walking somewhere. I like I will I will hike for days. That's true. Just you, you really standing, will. I I've seen you do it. Hate it. You yeah. You could, get a, you could get a treadmill desk. If if the if the internal loop in the office was not always filled with bicycles, I would probably spend a lot of time pacing around in a circle in that little loop. I don't reading stuff you. off my iPad. I don't or whatever. believe you. I feel like I would. You can go out into the backyard and oh, pace. But it's awful outside. The loop that I have worn into the grass out back you have during a treadmill conference calls that you sometimes that's, use. That's not the same. Hey, treadmills fucking suck, and nobody should ever have. Like basically, this is what happens: you waste a bunch of money on a treadmill, and then the treadmill wastes a bunch of space in your house until it burns down. <laughs> the house. This is treadmill. the story of every well, treadmill. Both. <laughs> yeah. Does the treadmill catch on fire, therefore ending its own life and the house's? Yeah, the treadmill runs so fast that it bursts into flames. Wait, but then its feet are gone. <gasps> oh no, a Wendigo. Yeah, oh, a Wendigo. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um. <laughs> Wax says, how accessible should limited time skills like Crimbo books be to players who weren't around for those events? Um, I, do, I doesn't. I don't have an opinion or we don't I don't know that we specifically think of it as being inaccessible or long term accessible. I mean no matter how hard we think we've made it to get something if we don't explicitly limit it there will be a thousand people who will get a hundred times as many of them as we expect. So then there's a hundred thousand extras. Yeah. So I think that's fine. So zombie pineal glands, right? Yeah, everybody has been fucking panicking about them for like eight years, <laughs> and it has yet to get to the point where it requires fucking intervention, right. just like we said it would yet to. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm not too worried about it. I feel like as they become more rare, they'll become more expensive. You know, that whole supply-demand thing, and... There will always be some held in reserve for the people who desperately want to be completionists in that regard. Hmm. I looked at this wiki page. The for the rainbow green lantern. Yeah. Makes spells smell worse. Okay. I do not know how that works. Is it just like a stench spell book, like an offhand? Uh, it adds an amount of stench damage equal to the total damage the spell normally does to to all spells. So, oh, just... yeah, that is probably the fact that spells that call the make spell function multiple times 
have weird shit going on. There is some Jarlsberg spell that acts goofy because of that also. Like, that it can... It crits in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. I've started using Cannelloni Cannon for my Ascension runs, and I keep reading it as Cannon Fire 40. Please rename <laughs> the skill to reflect this. Okay. Um, Gnome Slime says, uh, Can you tell us what reinforced furry underpants can be meatsmithed into, or give us a hint? Probably nothing. That's probably just a mistakenly meatsmithable marked malapropism. I'm, yeah, I don't know. Really stupid question, says Deus Ex Machina. There are no stupid questions. Uh, why is it called big exclamation point and not b exclamation point g? Um, because you can't say that. Yeah, it, it would be unpronounceable. Could we have also put the G and the B upside down? Uh, well, the B is upside down. Hmm. Um, the G isn't, because that would just be a big, broken, lowercase e. <laughs> um I expect a really stupid answer, he continued. There is no stupid answers. Oh, there are tons of stupid answers. <laughs> uh, Tom Sawyer says, Thank you, Jick, and everyone involved for the change to the dolphin whistle cooldown. Dolphins are still dicks, but being able to use a whistle every time needed really cuts down the dick-stabbing rage. I don't think dick-stabbing is the adjective you're looking for there. Uh, not in your parlance, but maybe different people use it differently. I am having a hard time understanding the the situation in the yard of the office here, where there are just nothing but cats and chickens. There is a oh, there's just one chicken though, right? Yeah, is it that black one that's yeah. been wandering around? Yeah, yeah. it's I like came a out, neighborhood feral chicken. Yeah, now. I came outside and he was just hanging out in the little entryway, and he ran off of our house. Yeah, and weird. So on the also on the way to work today, uh, I was oh, driving. Right. I was driving down the street in my neighborhood and just walking right down the middle of the street. Uh, was a a duck and like nine or ten little baby ducks oh. in a row behind it. Yeah, it's pretty cute. Yeah, I don't know. I hope that that duck was going somewhere safe. <laughs> I guess it might have been trying to make it to the canal, which it could get to without having to cross any freeways. But like a duck doesn't know. A duck doesn't know that the freeway is a dangerous place to take a bunch of babies. It might figure that out. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. What does a duck think is going on? Like what? <laughs> Is it like, oh, the big metal elephant racetrack. <laughs> I mean, they probably don't know what a racetrack is, right? Like, if there were elephant races, like if, if elephants self-organized into racing. Oh, I thought you, you were know, talking so about, like, African versus um, European. <laughs> right, what elephant races. Yeah, yeah if, I mean, elephants do self-organize into races like that, right? Indian, they, I guess. That's how, um, There's no European that's how genetics work. <clears throat> yeah, I fucking ducks man i was worried i was like uh is there anything i can do to help those ducks probably not probably the best thing i can do to help these ducks is not fuck with them because ducks have been doing just fine for millions of years before <laughs> i showed up but they, they didn't have a lot of our you know the the troubles of our modern world to contend with right. so fuck i mean you well know. i think the answer i mean as as the uh technical elite i think the answer is to give them all cell phones have yeah. the i was gonna say have those Wireless. ducks have those ducks all been GPS. tested to see whether they need to be prescribed ritalin or not right <laughs> ducklings because who knows man i mean like a, i've never seen a duck finish its homework so that's probably it right yeah maybe they're also maybe they're not getting enough sleep yep um because of all the swimming pools that they live in have lights mm. so i deal with that by 
a, a two-pronged approach. Uh, one, making sure that the light in my swimming pool is broken for many years. And two, <laughs> making it so the water is opaque with algae. Yeah. So even if the light was on, you wouldn't be able to see shit. Brackish green. Like... If I were the guy paying the pool people, I would. Well, I'd talk I would to them. wait there with a pitchfork. I talked to them, and they're like, "Their solution is spend five hundred dollars on a fucking pool robot to do our job for us." That's what their solution is. Mm. Super frustrating. Zuper says, "Why do knob goblins keep grilling cottage cheese? Does it make a mess? Are they able to form patties out of it? Do they use some kind of binding agent like an egg, or is this some sort of goblin magic? I need to know. I mean, you can just grab some cottage cheese, put it in a paper towel. Well, like basically, you just put a paper towel on the grill and then dump a whole tub of cottage cheese onto the paper towel. Maybe, and then you leave. Maybe tin foil. <laughs> Don't do this at your house. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> no, what you do is you, you rest a paper towel on the edge of the toilet bowl and put the cottage cheese on top of the paper towel and then light the paper towel on fire. What's your solution to so many problems? <laughs> uh, I think that guy's name is Masao. I don't know how to I don't know how to spell it, but that was the most instructive cooking video I'd ever seen. Uh, thanks for the idea, says Big Ben 987 uh, that the Fish Head song and Feliz Navidad together can kick any earworm. It it's really true. works. Mostly just listening to Feliz Navidad instead, not growing up with it, makes it somehow not as annoying as an earworm. Oh, you have to, you have to, you have to have both of them because Feliz Navidad will stick in your head so bad. You need the Fish Head song so that they cancel each other out. I just always sing in the jungle. The lion sleeps tonight, mm. and that that has that for whatever reason just never sticks in my head and. Huh. And it will just clear out anything else. Rin says, could total bank skill points appear somewhere when choosing an avatar path? That shouldn't be too hard, actually. Like, say, like you're choosing a path and it's like, oh, I've got 21 Jarlsberg points and yeah. 15 Boris points, I see. Yeah. Huh. Um, Thumbtack asking if... Uh, the right-click familiar link and the sidebar be expanded to more than 20 familiars. Currently, if you have greater than 20, the least user cut from that link. That, I don't know if that's a real limitation or if that's some browser thing. I don't know. All of the right-click stuff is crazy black magic. (laughs) Two, could the note section of the quest log be expanded to more than 5,000 characters? I guess, but then you'd be asking for it to be expanded to more than 5,004 characters. So I don't know what the point would be of making that change. Lilac says, could we have seconds appended to the hours minutes format on the clan activity log, possibly as a source comment? I'm scraping that data for a stash logger, and it'd be nice to have the seconds for unique identification. You know what would also be nice is to fucking put the year anytime there's a date. And it's not just you. This happens all over the place. There's just a month and a day. And I'm like, okay. Was that this year? Was it the year before? Was it 10 years ago? Like, what the fuck? Why does nobody think a year is an important... When are you ever looking at things that might be a year old? <laughs> During his alone time. I don't know, because I don't know when the year... whether What year these things are happening. Uh, in the vein of my TLDR thread on combat stat gains, Lilac continues, have you considered a kind of queue for non-combat rate? Something similar to the existing adventure queues, but for any non-combat appearing when you've been seeing only combats and vice versa? If I'm at a modified 60% combat rate, for instance, and my last eight adventures have been combats, I'd have a better chance of a non-combat until the C to NC ratio and the queue is closer to my expected combat rate. 
that would be a really weird thing to like we've spent a bunch of time thinking about a sort of non-gross way of handling item drops in a single player game that was still satisfying but not didn't have a long tail associated with it and wasn't just like here have every item for fucking free all the time because right. whatever what's scarcity we we don't know what that word is anymore um it's harder than you'd think and i i think though that doing what you're suggesting would probably start like because the expected ratio of combats to non-combats can vary based on your loadout and the conditional state of every non-combat in the zone, I guess not really. What do you mean by the conditional state? That one, that one I guess, doesn't matter. The number of possible non-combats doesn't really matter. But so let's say that you have you have a plus 50% non-combat gear on. Right. And you go to a place with a native 40% non-combat. Right. Right. And you accidentally get 10 adventures in a row where you don't get a non-combat and then you take off that gear what's the target rate like what point is it trying to establish equilibrium to and how does it like you basically have to do something that where those the the percentage chances are no longer meaningful it needs it needs some system that doesn't involve just a flat die roll like that you so you you have you keep a log of whether whether each adventure was a was a non combat or a combat, and you calculate what the percentage of the of the things that have been seen is, and <clears throat> you start weighting it towards the current number for that zone, right? So if it's if you let's let's say you have, there's a thirty percent combat thirty percent non combat rate and you've gotten ten combats in a row let's say the queue is ten long, then you want that to be you want to gear that towards thirty percent so you would actually have a much higher percentage chance. I mean I don't know how, I don't know what that would be like do you double it? Yeah, like that's that's what I'm saying. Like what is that? Don't do guarantee it. What does that look like? Because it seems like what happens there is that that you do ultimately that ultimately yeah that ultimately boils down to a wholly predictable pattern. Like because it's a thing where you can have so much influence on it. Like again, I just I fucking wish that <laughs> I wish that this wasn't how the game worked. Right? I think it's. I, you know, there aren't so many things that increase and decrease non-combat chance that we couldn't overhaul that system sure. entirely. There's a lot of zones that would stop making sense, right? I mean, we would basically have to overhaul, you know, eight pieces of gear and effects and then everything else in the actual, like, this oh, is the stuff of, that happens in a yeah, place yeah. kind of zone. But, but, like... You know, the idea that as you go through an area, like, I'm, I'm trying to think of how I would even do this now. If I wanted to, if I wanted to, like, get rid of the, to get rid of that split, right? Well, like, we, I mean, so in Word Realms, we just had every, every time you click on a zone, you get a fight 
and then sometimes you get a not combat after the yeah, fight. and the, but the you you don't have any influence on it, yeah, right? And we so we could have we could have made a thing that well, but we would have had to have come up with some way of doing that, right? This is what I'm saying. If we were going to let the player influence that, we would have had to figure out okay, how are we going to let the player influence that? And and the idea of like if a zone had a stack of things that you got that was ordered some kind of randomly based on you like so that it wasn't just the same for everybody right like let's say that every zone just gets a a list of of things where you these are things that you're going to find by exploring the zone okay and so the important quest non-combat always comes at a hundred explores right and the some random non-combats that do some other stuff are positioned at somewhere between 30 and 35 explorers, somewhere between 50 and 60 explorers, and then randomly selected after 100, mm-hmm. right? But you just get them once you've spent a certain... Once you have earned a certain amount of exploration of the zone, then you just get the non-combat for free the next time you go to the zone. But they are always some amount of distance apart right so you never you certainly are never going to get two in a row because then it's right and then we have some ways to increase the amount of exploration you do with it in a given and maybe it's maybe it's themed the same i mean like i'm I'm sort of curious as to how how hard would it be to adapt every zone to work like this like if we in our view of a zone if we had monsters that you found Right, which you know had whatever we still put conditionals on the monsters and still have that work the same. But then each zone had like a timeline associated with it, where we just put stuff on the timeline, and then in a prescribed order, or just a well, who knows, right? I mean, like there there could also be like we we could there, there could be some kind of scripting language for generating the timeline on a per character basis so this right? would this would eliminate the need for super likelies potentially well no because super likelies do a lot of stuff okay right like the, there's i mean this is basic this is basically a terrible idea because it would be so difficult to we'd have to yeah like changing it would be changing the whole system of how yeah. everything works i mean it sounds like a good thing for a new game but well, retrofitting it would be yeah, but I just, I mean, I wonder how, <sighs> the idea of, like, just a normal non-combat is super antiquated right now, right? Almost everything is some kind of a super likely, you know, a regular non-combat Choices. whose odds are, or, 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 like, forced cycling non-combats and stuff like that, right? Like, there's, there is very little in the way of just, oh, uh, this is a zone with, like, 30% non-combats and 70% combats, because we feel like those are really dissatisfying, right? Yeah, and there and there's always there is always there is almost always some trick to getting the encounter that you're you're trying to get, right? And that trick could all be boiled down to a single mechanic, right? Like you Yeah, fuck, I don't know. You know, how do we Right now there's no indication of progress towards a non-combat, toward a quest non-combat that you're trying to get. Right. Right, and that's kind of a thing in word realms too, right? There's no, like, other than that exclamation point still being there. It's like, we relied, I think, on people being familiar with the way that KOL works to like, well, if I'm supposed to be here, I just need to keep adventuring here until I, I mean, find the thing. That... If you read the journal, it tells you that too. But sure, yeah. People don't do that. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wonder. I mean, there's often dialogue if you go back to town. Right. Oh, sure, sure. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm still thinking about Yeah. No. how, you know, whether whether it would be <clears throat> practical to do this in KOL or not. Probably not. I don't, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change that fundamental of a building block, I don't think. I mean, that basically also stage. removes so much of the minor RNG variants that makes competitive play kind of interesting right like yeah people want a little bit we've spent we've spent a bunch of time giving people tools to interact with that to then just eliminate that as a verb entirely is also pretty and i mean what's radical what what does plus combat do in that sense like it reverses your progress (laughs) you just keep (laughs) bouncing back and forth across a a non-combat that you really like yeah i just i you know it is a it is just a problematic fundamental thing right and we've we've figured out a lot of ways to deal with it so whatever you know we're fine but just if we had it to do over again what would we do i mean it sounds like people just don't want to get the same non-combat all the time right or they don't want to both that and they want to well so what i mean what lilac wants is mitigate like a general mitigation for long tails on non-combats right and I don't it's rough know. when so like in a zone where there's five percent non-combat un, unmodified by anything you have, which is almost never. I'd never do that unless it also forces non-combats every X turns. Mm, okay. It's never as low as five, unless there is some way around that. But see, here's what's happening: the non-combats that are quest progress non-combats are basically taken care of, except for this hole in the sky thing. People have very little to complain about as far as the swing associated with those. Okay. But now that getting one of a set of non-combats in a spooky raven zone for power leveling becomes the most important thing about how many turns your run lasts, then Lilac wants a sort of a broad Medi- a broad system for getting rid of the long tails on those. And there is a cue for non-combats, right? But what he's talking about is the long tail on the roll for whether it's a non-combat or not. I I don't like it that I, l- I learned this yesterday and I, I would have thought of this. I mean, if like, I don't remember if Eleron was around when I redid the crypt or not, but he would have pointed this out. I don't like that the alcove rewards plus non-combat because it gives you additional roles for the initiative zombie. Hmm. And that sucks. That That is the kind of thing that I don't want to have happen in the game because it's like, it's just that crazy counterintuitive bullshit. It's like, right? You know, we we do that in a couple of places. Looking there, looking for a f- like something that is a non-combat, you get by having plus combat. Anything that has a super likely, anything that has, <clears throat> anything that is a super likely with a chance of occurring is going to cause this problem if there if the non-combats in the zone don't cost a turn, right? So really, the problem there is that you can walk away from those choices without spending a turn, which is the thing that people really want, and they get upset when they can't have it right. if there's nothing in there that they want. What I thought about when I proposed in dev today was replacing all of the walking away from those choices with an option that gave you a buff that helped with whatever the speed trick for the zone was, hmm. right? So that it's, it's both a thing that maybe teaches you if you don't already know how the thing works and it makes it so you don't just always want to crank non-combat and run away from because it's like that fucking thing where it's like well the best thing to do is just run away from everything 
Right. Right. So that's running plus non-combat in a place that only has a choice that you can walk away from without spending a turn is equivalent to just running away from a non-combat. Right. And fuck this game. <laughs> um, one, says Revelator, will you ever make a function to be able to view the past clan announcements on a separate screen, perhaps? I mean the ones beneath the clan hall, not the whiteboard. Not being able to view past the last three can be annoying when heavy communication things like contests are happening within the clan. When heavy communication things are happening within the clan, use the clan forums. Like... They're on, the only reason that those fucking announcements are still there is because people wouldn't let me get rid of it. Like, it's it sucks. It sucks, and that's why we made the forum. To solve every problem that could possibly exist <laughs> right. with those announcements. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like having the announcements there because it's like a central place to have important announcements that you will see. Yeah, but I mean, if we got rid of that, we could get rid of that and then add a sticky... Yeah, but function to the forum, right? I sure, mean, it's sure. Dear Mr. Skullhead, wait a minute. Also, I'm an avid reader of Lovecraft's work, and I thought you did great with the writing for the C content. Mad props to you and the others. Uh, would slash could you add combat frequency to the equipment sort by drop down list? If so, thanks. If not, worst crimbo ever. There are only like two or three pieces of gear that does each of those things. It's pretty pretty low. Yeah, you can make a custom inventory tab. That'll be fine. Would you guys, says Kodrick, mind talking about inventory management a bit? Specific topics I'd love to hear you wax poetic on. Closet management, especially with regards to PvP. Sortable inventories. The important things about food, quality, size, and what level they can be ingested at, and why I can't see all of those things at once. Spleenables, their quality and size, and why they don't have a distinct section from, say, Gauze Garter's skill books, and why they don't have a section. Once a day items, and why they don't have a section, or an indication that they have or have not been used yet. Potions, and why we can't sort them, or display only potions that grant X category of effects, such as elemental resistance or plus muscle, and so forth. Uh, any plans to revamp inventory at all? What lessons have you learned about inventory management that you like to take back in time with you and teach to past versions of yourselves? So a lot of the categories of items that you're discussing are not are not real categories of items in the sense that the a weapon is them. different from a hat, right? They are things that we started to do a lot of and then so generalized them as a as a type later. Yeah, the the game doesn't really know that a bunch of those items are are in a particular category like they're all still just miscellaneous or whatever i mean a view of yeah i don't know what i don't know what i would do with this like spleen items for example are not yeah they're not distinguished they're not a thing um you know and they could be but there wouldn't really be that much of an advantage to making them a, a thing and it's like you know, there just happened to be an item that when you used it, it gave you some adventures and filled up some spleen, right? And so Well, I mean, when it first when it started, they didn't, like, get, you know, didn't like, give adventures at all. Yeah, it was just, just, it was just stats, stats yeah. which you just didn't, like, spleen was not meant to be the same kind of thing like... Like stomach and liver. Stomach and liver yeah. But it really rapidly became that. Well, not rapidly. I mean, it took years That's for it rapid. to really become what it was. Yeah, You know... Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of shit. There's a lot of items in this game. There are a lot of 60, items in this game. 6,500? 6,300? 6, Somewhere in there. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, World of Warcraft doesn't feel like it's 60,000 items are a lot of items. Because you can only ever have so many of them at a time. I was going to say, like the, uh, I think the major problem is... And a lot of them are just throwaway, too. But. Unlimited inventory is a huge 
pain in the ass yeah in a bunch of different ways and that's probably the biggest lesson that we learned is that no more unlimited inventory also a lot of the stuff that you're suggesting sorting by and displaying is stuff that either didn't exist or wasn't exposed when inventory was made right the thing is we can't just oh we've changed inventory like we can't do that yeah we just can't get away with it like it will upset so many more people than it will make happy if we were to fundamentally overhaul some element of the interface like that and if we just say all right well here's the version that we're going to support in the future you can switch to it if you want or we switch everybody over and make them switch back or whatever then we just have multiple like what the fuck do we have now we have old chat old old chat right tab new chat. chat and tab chat that all have to fucking work yeah this game is too old we need to replace it with a new game a new game plus Uh, we've been talking a bit about pay to win in the video games hot dog forums how did you come up with the donation scheme for KOL has it been a challenge to stay true to your ideals with regard to money for game items no I wouldn't say that it has been a challenge to I mean we we still think about it from time to time right like yeah but it's not it's definitely a concern of ours but I wouldn't say it's hard I mean the challenge like there's a super simple rubric for yeah. determining whether or not something is. Does this sound gross? Yeah. And <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I mean, it is important for the continuation of the game that we bring in some money. So, but we've never really had to think about that. That's true. Right. So yeah, it's, we're super fortunate in that regard. We have a fantastic fan base. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you guys give us an in-game, in-game explanation as to why the traveling trader hasn't returned? Uh, if I was able to, I'd That's be mounting an in-game search party to try and find him by now. I can give you a it's hot stuff's fault, fault. Uh, explanation for <laughs> yeah. why the traveling trader hasn't returned. I That is totally 100% my fault. I have a outstanding to-do item that you're all going to hate. <laughs> <laughs> Wee. Loving Word Realms says, Davik, depressing ending was depressing. Well, you... <laughs> Man. Well, uh, you know, that's good. It did its job. <laughs> Congratulations. Yep. Like, do you think that that was? Do you, okay. Here's a question. Do you think that that statement was meant to be a criticism, or was it just no. a statement? Okay. No, then. I think it's just a statement. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's frustrating that it's frustrating that it is getting piled in with like spec ops the line and like the the whole like sort of modern like oh turns out violence is bad haha at the very end of a game when i don't really feel like that's how word realms plays out and i don't feel like that's how it presents itself like yeah i mean i think people just painted in with a bunch of other things that have the same it, it will happen if you play the game in a very specific sort of unthinking way Right. And if you avail yourself of any number of options that are not at all hidden from you by the game, then that's not the ending you get. Like it's if a robot was playing the game, it would get the bad ending. So don't be a robot. Like open your heart, man. (laughs) Um, Now that the single player version is out, how does the future of its MMO counterpart look? I don't fucking know, man. We, like, we've got a couple of things to see, you know, 
I think we need to we need to see what you could do in like a multiplayer sort of environment. Yeah. We need to see if if we can get it on Steam Greenlight, that would be I think a major thing. I, like it's just it's it hard would, for us to know It like, would be it would be extremely irresponsible. I think it would be an irresponsible decision for me to like if you had said, "Hey, let's do Word Realms again." I would say, "No." That would be a that would be an insane thing to do with asymmetrics resources because it would just it would ruin us. And you know, we this may be the thing that we look back on that is what ruined us, mm. right? We don't know. Sure. It, it so, didn't, the, and the thing is, it didn't. It didn't ruin us. It just it might shorten our lifespan as a company. Which yeah, I don't know if that's ruin. I think. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck knows. I mean, I, you know, every every game is destined towards becoming less relevant and less fun for people. Right? Like games just become. Yeah. Boring, no. Right? I, so, like, I think our goal is to to continue to make new games that people actually find fun and engaging. And if Word Realms isn't that, then we need to find something else, you know? We just we just need to be a little more agile about it than we were. Right. I mean, we need to have spent 10% as much money making twice as much game as Word Realms is. Sure. And then, you know, it, we would have a prayer of making back what we spent on it. I mean, you know, we learned some lessons, but we didn't end up with a lot of capital from it sure you know and that's that's the depressing part and it's yeah i don't know like you know we don't have any idea how to market anything sure you know i mean it's like it's also possible that I know that every time has a, as a as a much smaller audience than we ever anticipated. I, I know that you always disagree with me when I say that all of our efforts to promote anything ever have just been one hundred percent failures, right? Um, but so far, zero percent return on letting any press know about Word Realms. Sure. Right. I mean. Sure. So zero percent, like. Yeah, but I mean, I. Who knows? Who knows what the long term holds? Well, I mean, you can multiply it. Yeah, like those zeros, we can make it up in volume. Yep. Slime tube interaction with rusty hedge trimmers says Nagus. No, I really wish that I hadn't made it so every time I want to describe <laughs> something as rusty in the future, mm-hmm. people ask this. I mean, I love you, Nagus. True says. Wait, what? I'm just talking to somebody. <laughs> Conversation. <laughs> the question is thread. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to put a stop to that by closing this thread and then going and eating a enchilada. Uh, I've had a great time recording a KOL podcast with you, fine gentlemen. Yeah, you seem you seem really yeah. pleased overall. Indeed. Hmm. You seem you seem. Uh, oh, do I seem like I'm in a bad mood? No, just like I feel like you get you get dour, depressed when when we start. Shut up. About, when we start talking about uh, word realms. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. Well, I guess I do. The future. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Player created content. Mm, mm-hmm. That's where it's at. That's the dick, future. Dick realms. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we'll uh, we'll see you guys when we uh, video games hot dog. Yep. Yeah. Have Bye, a everyone. great week. Later. Everybody.